0: Silent, everybody phone on silent. Maybe, Maybe <laughs> yeah, make sure your shit's on silent, bro.
1: Shit, I put it on silent and it's just. Yep. Silent.
0: good people how are you good folks doing this is the for the stress podcast it My is it's 4kj damn that 40. is too you see you shining <laughs> with the blink on bro you oh, yeah, yeah. I've been, yeah, man. Frankie. Episodes, you know, I've been looking at frankie got the jewels on but uh the jewel. he got the jewels on um tell him that i sent you word 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 uh where, where, where was that my name is 4KJ, that's where I was at. My name is 4KJ, this is For The Stress Podcast. I am joined always by the good brother Frankie Meadows, a.k.a. L Capitan, a.k.a. L Cap, a.k.a. The Left, a.k.a. The Backwood Ninja. How are you, beloved? Excellente. Excellente. Uh, mucho gusto, did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. It's a little rusty.
1: You said it right. It's a little rusty. but Wrong um... context, but yeah. Oh, all right.
0: See, you know, I ain't take Spanish to mad long, so, you know, I'm trying well, to what'd get what'd you say? Mucho gusto. Mucho, Actually, much, said, mucho gusto.
1: A pleasure. That's so what saying. A pleasure. So it ain't really... So what I was supposed to say. You were supposed to say, oh, like, muy bien. That's very oh, good bien. That you feel excellent. Then.
0: What about, tabien? Tabien? ¿Está, bien? Well, you, yeah. ¿está bien? ¿Está bien? Yeah. ¿Está
1: bien? saying it's okay. So it's, like, still out of context. But why would you say it's okay for me to feel excellent? I mean, I don't know. What the fuck, nigga? I'm right, just, no, but I'm just saying that's how... That's what's being said. Look, man. To be Spanish teacher Yeah, here. full
0: disclosure, all of my... My Spanish my Spanish was learned in the hood. So
1: my all of his Spanglish was learned in the hood. All of the my Spanglish way. was learned in the hood.
0: Um we have a guest this evening. We have the good brother Dennis Febo in here. You gotta <laughs> Got to do it again cuz you know how are you, beloved? I'm
2: great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank um uh Dennis is well, I'm going to give you a proper introduction, but before we do that, church announcements. <laughs> follow the show on everything instagram for the stress underscore podcast you can follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash 4kj you can follow frankie on ig at frankie metals you can follow a celestial goddess on ig for your holistic healing you can follow at ivy's tico on ig for your herbal news you can follow embrace naturally on ig for your hair care needs follow the dojo on ig at the dojo jc for your recording these. make sure y'all like rate review subscribe tell a friend tell a motherfucking friend and all that good shit like that tell all of your motherfucking friends now dennis thank you bro for coming here first and foremost for those who don't know dennis is a i don't even know how you would classify what you do because you damn near do everything Do <laughs> a um dennis is a He's an activist from Jersey City, he is a motivational speaker, he's a, is abolitionist good to put in there? Mm -hmm. He's an abolitionist, he's a political activist, he is a reformer, he does everything, like damn near everything. Um, So I appreciate you coming here to kick it with us,
2: how you feeling? I'm great man, great, healthy, strong. Can't complain, brother. That's a lot of people are living. I feel good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. You feel good, Considering man. everything. Yeah.
0: Man. Considering everything this year has been um, a lot, so I'm glad we can still be here kicking it, chopping it up. I actually, quick story, I know Dennis through his brother, Steve. Me and, me and his brother went to high school together. Shout out to you, Steve. And, um. Like, I was telling you on the phone, like, when me, and, when me and Steve is running around, he will
1: always talk about you. Yeah,
0: my brother is he in Cuba. He in Brazil. He doing this. He doing that. And like
1: there's a mortal technique out here. Yeah, like, he, like, fam, mm-hmm. listen.
0: Once we get into his this this man's story, like, shit is insane.
1: Let's allow this man to get in his bag. So, like. Explain the credentials. So
0: I, I, I don't know really where to begin like like first and foremost you know i always see your name in like the news or whatever and i would have to say what made you want to dedicate your life to this type of work just
2: to start off for me i always uh i pinpointed them all like from my upbringing like late teenage years being proud of being puerto rican i always been in the parades and, you know, I had certain people question what I stood for and I couldn't respond. I didn't have the knowledge to respond. I knew what I felt, but I couldn't defend it. Then when I got to college, uh, uh, one of my classmates, she gave me a brochure of what was happening in vieques the bombing of Vieques in Puerto Rico. You know, that a civilian had been killed, that the cancer rate was really high on the little island because they were using depleted uranium. I started thinking, like, damn, they use depleted? Like, that's, like, illegal in, in human rights law. Why would they feel the need to use that? Especially on a beautiful island that Vieques is. It's, it's a, literally a magical island. Phosphorescent bays and all kinds of stuff that, that are over there. So, when I got into that story and then I was like, yo, I want to stand against this, they were having a trip to New York to go to the Intrepid on the West Side Highway to protest against the Navy for being in there and when I got there I was 18 at the time and I saw what I expected to be mad Puerto Ricans there protesting but what I saw was a bunch of other communities and that day I learned that when you look at struggle um, especially when we talk about political oppression and the struggle against it a lot of communities are going through the same thing uh not till later on in my life did i understand the constructs of race and identity and how they use that against us to be against that instead of against the oppression but you start to find out that it becomes these little circles of people that usually all know each other and always are fighting the same struggles together um then i got to college and i pledged for a fraternity lambda sigma Upsilon, latino fraternity incorporated and we did so based on political action, motivated by the young lords. I, that stuff could just inspire me. Like I knew growing up, my mom had me at 16. My dad was 17. My dad was an addict. I lived the, we lived the life, right? The, the struggle coming up. So my father even took his own life because of his addiction. So through all of that, as a young man, looking at your father, you're, you're angry, right? Cause your father's not giving you what you need. And now I'm my father's age, right? And I'm like, you know, I could see what he was doing and why he was thinking and moving the way that he was. Plus all the traumas he incurred. And if you keep going back in time, generation, 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 his trauma just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So I understand why he was unhinged. And its not it wasn't just him, it was 75% of Puerto Rican men his age. So, that number is way too high. It would be the two arguments. Genetic, right? Or that we're predisposed as a people to be criminals, to be addicts, to be incarcerated. Or well, the other one was structural. Meaning systemic. Meaning somebody built it this way. When I started digging deeper into Puerto Rican history, that's all Puerto Rican history is. No. structural oppression and the constructs of how to oppress a whole community they allow the US in there so that's what they that's what they do in a way
1: you know and it's not like it's the uh, part of the United States literally like like it's actually a part of it like it's politically a part of it but it's it's own island like DR like Cuba but once they allow the US to have a say in in their structure structural that's when now it's like the same type of discrimination, same type of oppression, same type of outlook that uh, some of the other Spanish countries adopt too. Like when you look at uh, the news and you see like all white anchors for years, for mm-hmm. years, or, or like anybody that is dark skinned is either like they make sure it's light dark skin and that they talk a way that they like. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really show. So, like, what you, whatever you see, like with the news in all these other countries. That's not really what the people look like or or what the people behave like or have to say. It's just, you know, bullshit. But America's hand is in there.
2: They're trying because there's a cultural and there's a political. Mm -hmm. Culturally, we try to appeal Mm -hmm. because there's an economic benefit in doing so, right? Because they control the the oppressors. So at this point, whatever they have, you have to appeal Mm -hmm. in order to belong. And in order for those that aren't, that don't have their own structures and don't have their own mediums, and even when they do, mm. they get limited in in, in, in what they can what they, they can and achieve, can, right? right? So it's almost like we get stuck. But you know that has been the fight. Right. Now the thing is, for me, and as much as I studied and I have chilled with and bonded with a lot of the elders from the from the civil rights and from the '70s movements, it's funny. Fast forward now, and the same conversation that we're having—literally the same exact conversations we were having then. So it's funny to speak to the elders and they laugh a little bit like yeah that's the same shit we was talking about then right. and we're repeating as, as they say history repeats itself. So. but i've always been at that one right because one thing i noticed about movement is we've always had a leader and what's happened to every leader
1: yeah. same thing with, yeah, right? with leader.
2: and then I when mean. I when i when i'm on the streets working with people and i know their leader and i'll be like yo you such a good leader like why wouldn't you use that to go oh cause every time a nigga want to stand up they get shot down yeah fear so fear right but then I yeah. then I hit him but yeah but you shoot each other over sneakers you shoot each other over a bad drug deal over a girl so who, what you what's really gangster about the most gangster shit to me standing up for your people mm-hmm. putting your putting your life and your body on the line to make sure that not even that it is achieved right but you know for the most part this is how the whole a lot of the oppressive movements go towards martyrdom like it's almost like You can't achieve these things. But what I've learned is language and conversation. The importance of vocabulary. The importance of how that vocabulary and your sentiment end up manifesting. Not just physically around you. Not just the secret. right, Where your law of attraction and things into your life. But in law. But in law. And these are things that we don't consider. So when I started to learn all of this and having my fair share of getting my ass whooped by the cops. I've been sexually molested by a cop. I've been uh, God, false damn. charges put on me by cops. I've been through the whole thing. Right. Even by, by the time I ended up getting contracted with corrections, the first day I walked in the building, I was triggered. because I, And I wasn't by inmates. It was by the COs because of what they represented to me. And it took me a couple of years to figure out, these are just people. Like, some of them might put the... The suit on And and, and get into the rubber most of them are just People A lot of those are like elders Like People's grandmothers And grandfathers Like They've been doing that for 20 years The people like them So I was like It's not All encompassing It's not just When we speak about Government or society Or community Those are ideas That's not real But when you start to make it concrete and You make it real When you say government And I It's these motherfuckers faces right here They have names They take shits they get sick just like everybody else. And when we start to recognize our power in our declaration of being, when we're speaking to someone, and this is something that we've been indoctrinated, it would be a president or a pope or a priest, a teacher, an administrator, anybody that we consider to be in a position of authority, we've always been told to humble. And we know that growing up, we some of us won't even dare speak out just because we know we're gonna have to deal with the consequences of what will happen if we did so.
0: So with with all of this, Would you say that fight for, you know, kind of breaking down those barriers is is what made you connect?
2: Absolutely, man. I told you I was in Cuba. I smoked a blunt, the first blunt I got out there a month in. (laughs) I stayed on the street. There was nobody outside. It was just quiet. Wind was blowing. It was night. The night was beautiful. I didn't even get to do that. And I said something like, Yeah, you know, Frankie's Cuban. Oh, what? Yeah, I was like. At the time, I was homesick. I had been there a month, and I felt what homesick felt like. Mm. And then something said in my head, what is home? Mm. Right. And then I I started thinking. I was like, we grew up everywhere. Brooklyn, New York, Puerto Rico, Jersey. We lived in Tennessee and Kentucky, Florida. I've lived all over the place. I kept saying, what's home to me? And then literally, I felt my feet and my energy going to the earth right where i was standing you had a spiritual awakening exactly right right in that moment i said this is my wherever i put my feet is my home right the world is your home everything else is bullshit Mm. political boundaries documents colors on Mm. cloths and 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 we put those things in front of people and all of a sudden they assume that it means something and we're held to a standard and to account of how we are supposed to behave under that concept and when we talk about for me, growing up religious, I'm not religious anymore, but it always stood with me that Jesus said, in order to enter to the kingdom of heaven, you must be as a child. Mm. So ever since then, anytime I look at how to appeal to the world, I look at how a child a child would.
1: Mm-hmm. Pure.
2: And, Pure. and I remember it in myself. Of course. I always and I remember it in people. Like even when I'm yeah. in the jail, I'm talking to a dude, he might be all big and bad. I yeah, literally looking child, at yeah. a child. Yeah. You see, you know what I'm saying? You can see that in people. Yeah. So when you acknowledge that. That empathy, then that allows you to connect and move with and people. And they
1: see that you see it too by how you treat them and look at them.
2: Everything else becomes a filter like the like the mesh in front of the mic, right? There's a filter that doesn't allow me to to fully engage. Right. Genuinely engage with someone because if I have to consider any part of your identity that's not your spirit, in order to engage with you, I lost the game. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you, do you can you pinpoint
0: one moment when you realize that this was a that you were spiritually connected to this movement
2: yeah because i realized my early 20s and i know everybody in that age range knows that feeling like you're coming out you're still, you're a young adult starting to realize like a lot of things that people told you wasn't really what it is right, and questioning yeah mm-hmm. so um programming yeah the question yeah
1: and so since birth since history book date since since the minute You know your parents even say something to you most of the time we have i see a lot of people like in my age bracket sometimes blame their parents for their misfortunes or for like the things that they do their flaws and it's like when you become an adult it's about accountability Mm -hmm. and you have to realize that your parents only did the best that they could under the rule that you know environment that they came from so Sometimes they're going to repeat things that they were programmed and they were indoctrinated to say and do because it's the way of the world by law, you know, by human law.
0: And I I think for us as just humans, I think around that age is when all of us start kind of questioning, like, do I have to behave this way? Do I have to abide by these laws? Is this right? But you still question it coming up, especially like from the environment we're from you i know for me i started to look at the hood as like like a cage for real and it was just it, i started looking at around it's, it's interesting you said that around that age i started looking at it like yo, know, this this can't be it like these these blocks these wars we have over turf that's not ours like this just can't be it for us and i i, I think you said what early 20s you said yeah, I would have to say that's when I kind of started questioning everything that I saw around.
2: I mean, well, it's age. part of our physical development. Mm-hmm. That's the final stage of the, of your growth spurt of your brain. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because at 21, you still haven't made the connections yet, right? Mm-hmm. But you're starting. So this is the and the way development works is platform on platform on platform. So if you don't if you don't strengthen any of the platforms of development, by the time you hit 21 that's why you see a 21 year old and they're struggling with their transition into adulthood yeah. because they don't have the foundations. Yeah. So we were dependent on somebody teaching us the foundations who didn't have the foundations themselves. who didn't have, looking. and you keep going far back. Right. We've been so broken. a uh, disconnect from and it's funny growing up religious until I went to Cuba and the way that it is connected spiritually over there really resonated with me. Really yeah. because I that's noticed, like, a, out yeah. of all the, all the stuff that people put behind brujeria, santeria, the devil, I noticed not nah, anything that had to do with black spirituality it's was a, considered it's, evil.
1: It's an enemy,
2: yeah. We'll go in the middle of a Black Lives Matter meeting, protest right yeah. now, and I'll, I'll grab the megaphone. I say, I'm heading over to a voodoo ceremony. Who's coming with me? I bet you none of them will nobody, come. Everybody be like, What, are what you the fuck that's are you so black, black about then? It's literally the root of our of who we are as a people, mm-hmm. but we consider it to be evil
1: see a lot of um i say african americans meaning people whose families came from the the turmoil of american oppression right they lost their identity right they say we have no malcolm x changed his name to x because he ain't no right right so in other parts of the world you guys have a the wrong conception right? even in africa you have the wrong conception of africa of what africa look like because You have an image just painted in you and in your parents, as far back as our parents, you know. Now my mom came from there, so she had an image to give me that wasn't diluted. You know, it was like she'd look at the news and be like, that's bullshit. This is what it's like. Right. Right? That's a that's a lie. I don't know why it's a lie, but that ain't what I came from.
0: But for to that point, I know for me personally, I started to just identify as black. Right. Because. Because for me, as a black man in America, I can't say that my roots go to Africa because I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I don't know if my ancestry goes back to being brought on a slave ship. I don't know if my.
1: But this goes back to what he said earlier about his feet are where his home is. Mm -hmm. Right. And and that's the truth, because the truth is the world is our home. Mm -hmm. Right. No matter where you are, you know, just because the government taxes for things don't mean that that's not your you don't have a right. To be anywhere in the world
0: this this is actually going into um a, a point that i wanted to bring up i watched your ted talk in like 2016 2017 and you were talking about um racism and how the words of the words of racism and how we identify themselves are essentially meaningless meaning that they were Created, you know what I mean? You, you always hear, you know, racism is a social contract and shit like that. But I, I, watched, I watched the entire thing and I'm looking at it like, because you, cause you really broke down, like, and what made me laugh, you were saying, you know, these, these philosophers or whoever the fuck they are, some old white dudes, were basically saying, you know, categorizing everybody by their melanin color and how what would you say that the native americans they classify native americans by being native or by americans when an italian dude founded america and that kind of blew my mind because it was just like especially when you said pause for the cause make sure y'all go watch this ted talk because this shit is fucking incredible but when you we were talking about africa and how people identify as africa when a colonizer conquered africa and then named it africa so the people in Africa are identifying themselves by some white man and fucking exactly. right. I- man. Italian. Even have people
2: challenge it and say, "No, the Greeks called it. It's still the Greeks, right?" You know what I'm saying? And whatever the Greeks, right. whatever the Greeks called it, they got it from the Africans, right? right? So uh, or Ethiopians. That was yeah. what the original terminology right. was then right. for the East, and then for the West we had the Moorish. I would say now the conversation has changed. We but well, we understood that we've had a disconnect, and and as somebody actually threw that in, in, the whole black and brown conversation, when they talked about the struggle and the oppression of black people in the U.S., read read about slavery in Brazil, Cuba, Puerto Rico, and DR. It was just as bad. And if even if we were to look at it now, when we talk about oppression. Puerto Ricans can't vote. You understand? My, my, the whole movement of Martin Luther King and the Voting Rights Act. For black people to vote but still till today 2020 puerto Ricans can't vote Wait, hold on
0: put like right now they can't vote if
2: you move to puerto rico and declare your residency i the can't island, vote you can't vote no more that's fucking crazy when right. voting happens there's nothing
0: because puerto it, rico isn't they don't with it
2: it's a territory it's a territory it's a col- not a state it's a colony it's literally it's a, one of the oldest colonies in the world 500 over 500 years of colonization on the island So what what I'm saying is, when you start to look at the structures versus the identities, right? And that the identities were provided as a means of removing you from the structure. What do I mean by that? You have a difference between race and you have a difference between nationality. When we ask most black people, what is your nationality? People just stare at me. What do you mean? Um, African-American. Where is the nation of Africa America? There is none. Where is the nation of Black? There is none. Where is the nation of the Navajo? Where is the nation of the? You keep. I could keep naming nations all the way down the line, who have representation on the international scale, who can send representatives into international court, into these international meetings. But when it comes for Black people in the United States, nothing. We're supposed to be represented by the United States of America as United States citizens. So black people do not have access to a nationality and blackness or negro, ne- negroness were terms invented to remove you from your nationality, why? Because nationality gives you human rights. It's called the International Human Rights Declaration.
0: So because we don't have a home essentially
1: it made it easy
2: for you just... You're displaced. Yeah. And then that displacement, now you do have a home, right? It's just, we don't claim it. And like I was telling you on the phone, like when I'm in the jail, and we have a, a group of guys and there's 60 of us and i say who is an american and two of them will be like and when i was in the room with all of the wardens of new jersey and i asked them who's an american they all went like this so if we if we're going like this again access to the law has to deal with first and foremost the same as this country was founded on a declaration it's called the declaration of Fucking independence what have we declared as a people as a status and where we stand as a people and where do we want to go towards the future now again there's so many subcategorizations you could get black people in the room and say are you black or african-american go fight bring brown people in the room are you brown hispanic or latino what go fight this is true are you native american or are you indian fight so when he says fight, I picture the fight for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fatality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no finished. Them. There's no ground. There's no ground. There's nowhere we've we declared. If you look at Malcolm X and what he was trying to do, why they coined African American. I mean, these again, these conversations were were done in the 70s, was to get into the international stage. he, he got three African countries to stop trading. If Africa stops trading, there's going to be problems in Europe and the United States. He knew that. He knew that it had to do with the international scale. He knew that's why he wanted to ban everyone under the construct. Because African-American wasn't supposed to mean black from the U.S. It meant all of America. And if you were an African descendant, in all of America from Greenland, to Alaska, all the way down to Argentina. So Brazilians are African-Americans. Uh, you keep going down the line. Any of the Latin American countries that especially have high concentrations of African descended people. Brazil has the second highest population of black people on planet Earth after Nigeria.
0: So it, it's, it's really just sounding like none of this shit means anything.
2: It don't. It don't. These, so again, now you have in law, not just identity, but once declared, what does that mean in law? I'll give mm. you an example. I'm a border, border patrol agent and I stop you. And I say, are you a citizen? What do, you, what do you how do you answer yes i'm a citizen so you declared it but say you fuck around and you say no you're joking the moment you said no he got you right so your identity and your declaration of identity put you under a jurisdiction in the law mm-hmm. see if you were a citizen he he doesn't have jurisdiction over you, you can't say shit to you mm-hmm but if you said you wasn't a citizen, now you belong to him. Mm-hmm. You understand? So it's not just identity for pride. Because identity means shit. Mm-hmm. When a cop and you're being called over loudspeaker, black male, wanted black male. That means something. Right. It's meant something since the foundation of this country. It meant you get to shoot his ass and you can get away with it. Right. So I asked them, when they're reporting crime statistics, because think about it, I've been locked up plenty of times. I don't ever remember a cop asking me my race. Never. Now, when I get when you get uh, processed and you're standing and they're doing your fingerprints and all that, you can stand there and say, and they ask you your race and you can answer it. And again, it's a declaration. Now, sometimes they might not ask you and just check the box for you because they visibly looked at you and said you were black. Do you know how many other black people I know that are not inked from the United States of America? that maybe if they're getting caught up with the police are going to be classified as black. So when we look at universal crime reporting statistics and you see about how much crime there is in the black community.
0: It's just cause they just we put We didn't report
2: in. as black, they did.
0: Right, okay.
2: You understand? So even in the census, what did they ask you in the census?
0: What's your nationality?
2: They asked you your race and mm. your ethnicity. They didn't ask your nationality. Mm. First they wanted to know if you were Hispanic then they wanted to know if you were black or white what the fuck does that have to do with anything
0: that was my next question
2: what and literally comes from uh from the uh eugenicist movement Hmm. they created the, the universal vital records office and created the conversation of race as categorizations so that they could figure out who were the undesirables
0: So it just sounds like all of this is just like another means of control.
2: It is. And it has nothing to do with us. We didn't come up with this shit. Mm. Neither did our ancestors. And this is my biggest fight with it. If I knew my ancestors, that's why I'm saying the fight's different now because I could go get a swab and go find out my DNA. And I could find out my ancestors are Zulu. How much more powerful does it sound to call yourself a Zulu? (laughs) You whooping somebody's ass. Like
0: I'm Zulu, motherfucker.
2: And you have links to it. Now I might say, you might say that there was a disconnect but you can't deny the connection right okay even though there's a disconnect you can't say you didn't come from all humanity came from Africa
0: okay so let me ask you with with everything that you said about this identity and it all being a construct I'm noticing now in modern society that we are adding more labels to things like there's more division like I'm jamaican american i'm not black i'm jamaican american or even if you go to like sexual orientation like i'm non-binary or something like that do you feel like those labels are harmful to the goal that you see as far as us kind of recognizing each other just humans instead of all of these classes and subclasses of groups of people because it just seems like you know this is progressive i'm using air quotes movement but it just seems like everybody has their own little circle that they talk to and they don't deal with anybody else yeah.
2: so. well i would say there's a huge difference between a, a declaring yourself as a word versus the emotions that are wrapped up behind it why do i say that the word identity is id entity your id You're unconscious if i declare to be something it goes into my subconscious and it makes me respond to the world automatically. Okay. So, if philosophically I stand with something, like if I say I'm a white supremacist, right, then it goes in my identity and I become dic- a white supremacist, white power, right. and they say it and their face is red and all this emotion is coming out of them when they're doing it, then you know the predisposition to his action. Right. I could stand here right now and say I'm a Democrat. Now I'm a Republican. Now I'm a Democrat. Now I'm a Republican, I can keep switching. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna say I am or not? Who can come and test me and say, mm-hmm. yeah, that is what you are and that isn't what you are. And even if I am a Democrat or not, and I'm in a room full of Democrats and I say I'm a Republican, oh, I just said a word, I just said a word. Cause if you ask, trust me, I've spoken in front of thousands of people. And every time I ask, are you a Democrat? And they are raising hands if you're Democrat, they raise their hands. I say, what does that word mean? What does that mean to you? you were like, I never thought about it. Oh, you just called yourself by word and you have assumed associations. See now, you have two ways of living, awake and asleep. And for those of us that are saying that we're awoke, for anybody to use the, for, again, the fil- it's the filter. First, I need my spirit and my humanity. If I speak from here, then everything else is okay. Because I could we can come together about issues that affect you that don't affect me, right? For someone with melanin versus someone who's visibly effeminate versus someone who's disabled, when you have those drastic differences then and people never really interact. All of us has happened, all of us. You met somebody you've never met from people from that place and you feel lost a little bit. But if you come to people with humanity, regardless if you fail, you can always apologize and they'll always accept you right back in because you understand that there's that recognition. But when you start, the, the identities aren't a problem. It's when you start to put your identity above the identity of another. Or that we anchor. There's nothing wrong with being, uh, 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 admitting that we're oppressed. But I'm not going to anchor who I am in oppression. That's, that's a issue. Because if I recognize the power and the greatness of my ancestry that out of all of that natural selection that happened during slavery and genocide my our ancestors survived Mm -hmm. which made them the strongest and we came from that stock
0: now do you do you have you encountered any pushback because you know you are you know someone of puerto rican descent and i'm thinking about it like you know with with everything you said about identity i could see someone black or african-american saying you can't talk about our struggle because you're from a different nationality.
2: Mm-hmm. Have
0: you encountered anything like that?
2: I mean, not as much, not not often. It happened to me the other day when we did this Zoom call. But I felt like there was more of a there was an alternative uh what is the ulterior motive to that conversation more than it was about because it becomes a power thing. Right, right. And then and what we call the the struggle olympics. Right? Because no one black person, if, especially if they say they can't really uh, show that they came from slavery. There was a lot of free black people in this country. And again, so for, uh, so you're, mis- you're, you're misrepresenting. This, think about this shit, bro. The entire interaction based on melanin. This shit has nothing to do with us, right? But we took on the identity, we took on the meaning, and then we hold each other accountable because this is what I end up arguing. When we say black or brown, and i pull up a skin test of all the shades of skin and i tell somebody do me a favor stop where it's brown and then once it's after it's brown i want you to stop where it's white you see people all kinds of answers right so i'm not gonna sit here and put either pull out a litmus test skin test Mm -hmm. brown paper bag test right because then i could pull up a law that says one drop rule that was in the constitution of various states in this country Alright, so according to them And according to their laws, I'm black They see me as black It doesn't matter if you see me as black If you don't admit me as black, that's fine We cool, we can walk away But when they see me as black, they'll lynch me They'll torture me, and they'll do anything they'll do to any other black person Because they consider you black They've done it in Jersey City plenty of times yeah. Now, if out i out in the park, chilling
1: Everybody get treated with the same type of uh, Oppression, you know racism
0: yeah and I and I asked that because it's like like you were saying about the struggle Olympics and unfortunately I spend a lot of time on social media and I see a lot of that I see a lot of people trying to you know a lot of people especially infighting within our community or even if someone from a Latino Hispanic descent saying something about black lives matter I've seen them get attacked Like, oh, you ain't black. How you going to talk about our issue? You don't know what the fuck you talking about. And, you know, I agree with what you're saying. That's why it doesn't make any sense to me that if the system categorizes all of us, no matter what island you from as black, then we're all essentially in the same fight.
2: And we didn't come up with the standard. They did. They had the blue vein test, right? The blue vein test is if you saw the veins on your neck, you were part of them.
1: You and what benefit what benefit would it have for them to uh, you know create that division because you divide it and how much stronger would your vote or anything be if everybody voted under the same umbrella right. it would be unstoppable because right. you bring everybody together regardless of that background or that detail that they created so that we could view ourselves as not one another when in tu- when in turn we are, and that's what division is to divide and to conquer you conquer by dividing
2: so and that really disconnect re- can be reconnected absolutely that disconnect can be reconnected i'm gonna say it over and over because not only is it culture we also have gen- now we have genetic testing chris tucker uh uh missy Elliott, uh ludicrous are all gaining dual citizenship in africa because they're tracing their history back they could go to the town. People say, "Oh, I don't know Africa." Then fucking go. Mm-hmm. It's a plane ticket. Go and go You go, every, you go, go, go to learn. AC. You go everywhere else, but right. you won't go, go learn. Later. Go learn where you came from. Now, and, I, and I was, uh, even if you're not from there, mice eu morena no Brasil. Eu falo português, eu não sou brasileiro não. I'm not Portuguese and I'm not Brazilian, but they wouldn't tell the difference, right? So to me is. If I am especially gonna go visit Brazil, then I need to learn the cultures and the norms and the traditions of the people there. And once I'm there and I'm accepted by certain groups and I can start to navigate, it gives me more access to social networking. The more social networking you have, the more improbability of success you're gonna have in the world. So if I'm sitting here going, nah, fuck white people. I, I can have all the reasons to say that, but I know that that's not true. I've had plenty of white people absorb white people in my eyes with the amount of work that they do in our community people talk shit about white people yet they're not doing the work and that white people are coming in from the outside doing the work because they understood
0: this is true because I see a lot I see especially a lot of these protests especially here in Jersey City even across the country you know you scream black lives matter and the whole crowd is white and it's like it's a few of us out there where majority of the crowd is white and that's saying something because it's like you are you're screaming black lives matter protect black lives all this other shit but you're not out there with the people. Now, I'm, I'm not going, I know that's a It's funny because
2: there's it, also the assumption of lived experience. One of the, one of the brothers that works with me, he's, he's dark-skinned. He grew up in Garfield, right? And he he tells me all the time, I didn't go through none of that. He goes, you hear all that? they they talk about oppression and all that? He goes, I didn't live that life. When he came with us, to, we went to, uh, on the hill, we were doing street education and he was walking me down the street and he's looking around, he goes, bro, this shit is so foreign to me. So it got me thinking, right? He's like, this is a, a educated, wonderful black man who's represented in the world who does not feel the same way other people say black people feel. So we can't stand here and generalize an entire group of people when we know we get behind closed doors, that's not the case. Again, now people start to say, well, I I know that there ain't no God of black. There's no God of brown or Puerto Rican or American. Nobody gets to stand up and be the ultimate determinant and test of who can belong in a group and who can't. Again, if we're going to base it on melanin, then we're being racist. Why? Because to base your identity on melanin is race. And the science of that, the ism, right? Or to be a specialist a biologist a chemist a racist you're using racial language which is invented for by them to identify yourself you are now racist so
0: you're saying black people can be racist
2: so again there's the racist of well, uh, hey a uh, spick or like that kind of racist mm-hmm. i'm seeing race i'm saying race as a field uh, okay. because it was called scientific racism okay true inventing race to the to the implementation of it in law from 18 from the 1830s to the black codes to Jim Crow laws to segregation race was embedded and codified not by us just did we didn't even adopt it they just whooped our ass with it up until today they whooping our ass with it again now when we're gonna stand in front of the whole world how can we who who's gonna defend obama didn't do it Kamala Harris for sure ain't gonna do it. We gotta stop acting like, because another puppeteer came into place, all of a sudden we're gaining more access, we're not. We don't have the structures necessary. Like I was telling you, we could say, yo, say something bad about the Jews right now. I dare you, on camera. They will be on your ass like. Like, uh, listen, (laughs) first of
0: all, I understand what you're saying about the Jews. Nobody's gonna say nothing about the Jews. Because you are absolutely right. They will be on your ass. They'll shut this whole operation down. My question is... They ain't shutting shit down because
1: they, <laughs> they ain't no overhead Jewish what? run. This nah, is black hole. over They control it. media. Right. You know what I
2: mean? You get enough. They try to do it to the lady from the Board of that's I mean, true. I mean, she yeah. They are that strong. Yeah, but it will take them a lot. She just made a post, bro. Yeah. She just made a post and it caused that much ruckus. You, that shit ain't going to happen on the back. What's that dude from Bayonne that put the, the, the lynching meme on Facebook and some people started a group it was nowhere near the response the Jews got when yeah they I got remember this. what you talk about
0: so I I did want to ask though so for me right someone like I said I identify as black I don't identify as African American from this conversation I'm not I'm now even questioning should I even identify as black it's making me think like damn I really don't know who I am so
1: what up. would be a stronger statement than that what do you mean what's a stronger statement than you saying
2: I am like as you fill in an identity because you can this is how i get it's not about removing who you think you are because you have Mm -hmm. very strong associations to that identity so it doesn't mean get rid of the identity when you're talking right no no no, i'm just
0: i'm I'm not saying i would get rid of it but it's just saying I'm, i'm thinking about it in the context of this conversation like with everything that we've discussed up to this point and knowing that the, the blackness is kind of a construct and me not personally knowing where I'm from like I don't, can't trace back anything I can't say yo my ancestors were free, free people or my ancestors came from uh, Ethiopia or some shit for someone like me who is looking for something to identify as is black the right thing
1: so what could you use to substitute it I am and then what would seen- still be true to you and be right for you for me it would just be black
0: because like i said i can't say yo i'm african-american because i don't know you can also
1: say i am a human being
0: or i'm a human being but see for me i connect with the blackness is for and i'm talking about blackness in the culture of
2: blackness so what is that to you
0: to me it's my environment the music the 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 people the the, culture just the culture i identify with the culture because, because,
2: I- because that also gets tricky when you start to talk about black culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always bring this up. Beaufort, Mississippi black culture is a whole lot more different than um is a whole lot more different than um Chicago, than Sacramento, than New York. Black culture don't look the same. Puerto Rican culture don't look the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, shit, you could go to DR right now, go on one door knock on a door, you'll have a culture knock on the next door, you have a different culture. Mm-hmm. So it's not to sort of blanket all of it because even when we start to look into the cultures when it starts to get tricky, right? Because I say, oh, hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. So the the elements of hip-hop. So who founded breakdancing? The Jamaican. But, but who, stu- who 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 blew who up worked? the movement? The Porter Rocks, right? So the Porter Rocks were the breakers. Right. That contributed to, quote-unquote, black culture. But mm-hmm. then when we get to the table, you're not black enough. You understand? Yeah, it like, gets tricky. Shit, like, like, I don't like getting into those conversations because we did not invent it. See, Mm. if we came up with the structure and we came up with the standards, then we could hold each other accountable. But while you and me are busy arguing about color, Mm. a white person comes along and says niggers. Like both of us. Right, Right. then what the fuck are we arguing about? When at the end of the day, all we're arguing about is how they see us. Mm. That's to me is is the most crazy shit ever. We, We base most of our time arguing about how white people see us, and what our power structure is against white people when white people don't all control and this is how i came up with this one i went to one of the richest schools in this country to speak i went in an auditorium with 500 kids and about 450 were white children they're 13 and 14 years old so in my head my first shit, you know how we get all oh, these little white motherfuckers right uh, and then I said, let me stop because this is my message. I have to see them as human first. So let me ignore. And when I did, and I started joking with them, and the way they were like laughing and lighting up with me, like my kids do. And as I said, these are children. These are human not white These are not white kids. They're children. Yeah, human, yeah. And if I ask them what whiteness is, they're not going to be able to answer me. Physiologically speaking, at that age, they are just starting to establish the foundation of their identity. And who gives them that? The adults do. It's not their fault. So why would I stand there and look at these kids like they're the f- blame and the cause of what's mm-hmm. going on? Even that they're rich kids, that these little children are the blame and the cause for us. That I'm supposed to look at them and they're supposed to look at me different. When I got to that point in my in my in my professionalism, I was like, I gotta cut this shit out myself. I see.
1: Yeah, so you realize that in a way, you can still be racist. Everybody yeah. possesses that window, yeah. but it's more about. See, that's why I say human being because when you say I'm a human being, you break all description and you just stick to the science that makes us all humankind. But you know what, I think
0: for, especially for, for black people, I feel like because of our history, we're looking for something to hold on to. And Which
2: I, is understandable because we didn't have a lot to hold on right, to. Right, so I, now so, we have more.
0: So when you, so when, not you specifically, but when people bring up questions about blackness and what does it mean and try to break it down to the very last molecule, it damnly offend some people. Because it's like, I don't have anything else. Why are you taking this from me? And I can identify with that because it's like, yeah, bro. Like, I don't know what else the fuck to call myself. Like, how am I going? Like, I don't want to be human because the state of our people in this country, we were never made to feel that way. So even though we are technically all human, we were never treated that way. So Listen. even so, even just saying, yo, I'm a human being for our community, for the black community, is like, I don't even feel comfortable being that because it's like y'all have treated me like i'm not human for all of this fucking time Mm -hmm.
1: well they treated your ancestors you didn't come in dealing with those things we got to look at it from like our generational thing i mean there are still things
2: that we definitely right Mm -hmm. because we're still going to talk about the structural things that are in place that do make it that and i say it like this what's the difference between 2020 slavery and 1864 slavery when we say chattel slavery we say that you were born in perpetuity. That you were in perpetuity. Right. So if you were you were the son of a mother who was a slave or a daughter, you would be a slave, mm-hmm. right? So they go, no, that's different now. That's why people are arguing the difference to say, when I say, oh wait, but you're 30 to 50%, depending on where you come from, more likely to go to prison mm-hmm. if your father mm-hmm. went to prison. Right. So they don't need perpetuity laws. They it becomes part of the mental construct. Right. Um, it's still it's,
1: slavery. It's it's still, it's, it, it, it still exists still today, right? It looked different. Right.
2: Um, and two quotes that really, really stood out to me. One of them was um, one of the, the earlier presidents when he said, when they were talking about black people, they made a distinction between a slave and a freeman. And what they argued was that a slave was, was so oppressed that there's no way their mind could go back to being normal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So they always saw...
0: So like a failed experiment. A
2: right. Way. And, that you know, and this and again, this was a means to control black population who didn't have who at the t- uh, All right. The first treaty ever signed by the United States of America was a treaty of peace and friendship. The treaty of peace and friendship was with Africa. The first war ever fought was against Africa. The Barbary Wars. We don't learn that in school. Why not? Because why? The Africans were the ones that gave Europeans permission to come over here. If they didn't pay their tribute, they couldn't come to America. George Washington knew that. So he wrote this lovely ass letter, letter of peace and friendship, to Africa to say, can you please recognize this as a free country? Because in order to be an independent country, you must be acknowledged by others on the world stage. Like gangs. As independent. You need the green light. So now, Thomas Jefferson paid once one-sixth of the U.S. federal budget for 10 years to Africa as tribute so it wasn't that they thought that black people were weak on the other hand they were being quote-unquote oppressed by black people and one of the earlier presidents quoted now that we have the wolf by its ears you understand so it wasn't oh they took us and this is poor victim bullshit that they taught us about who we are as a people nah we came here as freemen we came here before they came here all over the Caribbean, South America, and North America, there's proof of African presence before the whites, Europeans got here. And that's to say that they were white. One third of conquistadores on those ships, La Pinta, La Niña, La Santa Maria, were black. The first man to see land in America on that boat was a black man. So why don't they teach us this stuff? Because it removes us from the understanding of our participation in history. Histories, they lied to us in our understanding, and this is where we anchor right so the point is how do i relearn history to understand the contributions of my people to say that we weren't fucking slaves because this then guess what identity becomes temporal what do i mean by that when when did black people start calling themselves black people
1: right.
2: yeah, I'm sorry. That has been... when did black people when when was the, the identity black started to be used I would say what? 50s, 60s? 60s. It's a very new identity. Right. African American, same thing. Right. Very, right. very new identity. I think Jesse Jackson came up with it that. It was shit. Negro. Right. Right? Negro. Spanish. A Spanish word, a Portuguese word for, for as an identity. Mm-hmm. That because it made it easier for them to distinguish who belonged where. Why did they need black people on a field? Because only black people could stand in the sun. All day.
0: Because of the Mello.
2: That's it. They would die. That's the only They're reason they needed today. black. They needed dark-skinned right. people. It's still true right. today. Right. They, they needed That the people. white people can't be under the sun. They skin cancer. Right. So that's the only reason the economy was set up that way. It, it wasn't a new economy. So that shit came from Rome. Jesus Christ was was crucified as a slave. That whole com, the common law, Roman law, the way we police, the way we incarcerate, all that comes from that history but it wasn't independent of black people. There were black royals and monarchs in Europe. A lot of European countries were black. Spain was black for 900 fucking years before 1492 right on 1492 is when they switched. So how can we, where does it become black? Where in time? And who gets to decide that? Now, if I limit my identity to till 1965, then I'm very short-sighted in my ancestry. Mm-hmm. Now, as a Puerto Rican, I'm limiting my identity to what's that? About 1511. But I know that my, my family came from before that. Why am I stopping there? Because they said it. Because they called it Rich Port. Because was, I was like, I don't know, no rich Puerto Ricans. Mm. So, because they called it that I stop. If I keep going, I'm Boricua. So I know that there's a difference between Boricua and Puerto Rican. Boricua as indigenous and Puerto Rican as the political identity. Blackness is a political identity, Mm -hmm. but there's no indigenousness in it. And in order to claim your feet on this on this earth, you must claim you're indigenous to the earth. So a displaced people become a stateless people, become a misrepresented people, become a people who don't have hold in law. So according to your own language. So that you use.
0: Right. So Because blackness is like you said like a a lawless state where essentially a people without a home does that make us easier to manipulate that's
2: why you see the shit you see to kill a motherfucker in the middle on camera on camera and still still get away with it why did did george floyd's lawyer why is he going after human rights because he knows and uh, the fact that i I read that 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 made my heart warm because we're talking about jurisdiction Mm -hmm. right what is jurisdiction, where I stand? If I'm here, I'm in Jersey City. If I'm in Jersey City, I'm in Hudson County. If I'm in Hudson County, I'm in New Jersey. If I go to court, I could go to Jersey City Court, Hudson Court, State Court, Federal Court, right. International Court. Right. There's all these levels of of where you stand in law. Right. And if I want to stand in law properly, I want to stand as a human. Now, it is not human that I mean whether I'm feeling like I'm human or not. That is your right. From the moment you were born, mm-hmm. you have to declare it. Just because somebody's putting it in your face that you shouldn't, or keep trying to take it away from you, doesn't mean that we should ever misconceive who we think we are and removing our humanity ourselves.
0: So who are we?
2: Right. So when I say human in law, not just human in feeling. Okay. If now the feeling leads to the law, right? Because if I say I'm human and I feel it, and I go into a court of law. And I'm fighting for my human rights and the way I feel about it. Now, if I walk in that court and I feel depressed or I feel anxious and I go in the court and I start talking nonsense, they're going to say I'm not right of mind mm. and my word does not matter in the courtroom. Mm. So your state of mind and your state of emotion, your state of feeling is expressed and ultimately manifest in law. So first your humanity so that it is declared in law. Then you have what's from the humanity, you have international declaration of human rights, all your rights as a human being. One of those rights is a right to a nationality, and the other is to, the right to change your nationality. Think mm. about that. They explicitly stated, I get to declare my nationality as Puerto Rican, but I also have the right to change it. So I could, what? I could move to China
0: and, be and become a Chinese. Right.
2: I don't have to look have Slanted eyes or yellow skin, or speak Mandarin. I could follow the legal process and declare myself on paper as Chinese if I want to. I've seen a Korean with a Dominican passport because they just work out there hmm. for years, right? So, again, the feeling and then where it stands in law. The feeling is you and me talking, we could talk black, brown, we could mm-hmm. talk, we know because we know, right, right, right. but when we're in, a, we're at a table and we're having a discussion. And around this table, the city's talking about a budget, mm-hmm. and you start bringing up blackness and brownness. Guess what's gonna happen? Yeah, turn- Shit's gonna fall apart. Right. Oh, oh, how come they? I, I, I? See, and when we come to the table, we so divided. This is why we keep failing. We can't get it together. I can acknowledge the struggle of a mel- I'm gonna say melanated person. Okay. All right. Because uh, if I start saying black, then I need you to do the test. Mm-hmm. A melanated person still in dependency of the other observing meaning am i light enough or dark enough if i'm if i go out in the sun in the summer i get dark Mm -hmm. so what i'm black now but then in the winter when my melanin breaks apart because my body don't need it i'm white so for someone like me who can navigate both i've been called a and i've had people think that i'm white so because I can scale both sides so and I can't scale it all the way where I'm, mm-hmm. where I'm visibly melanated black person, mm-hmm. but I also have dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also have a swag and a style to myself that when they see me, they, they know black. I'm not white. Right. I'm already not accepted. Right. I know what it's like to walk into a store and everybody be afraid that I'm there. Every fucking day I live with that. Every day I live with that uh, uh, anxiety over my shoulder when I walk into somewhere because I know they're looking at me like I'm not part of them.
1: I've been called
0: a nigger by a white person and a cracker by a white person in my life. Yeah, see, that, that's interesting. I, I've, Because my complexion is, is darker than both of you, I haven't experienced that. I've been called a nigger by damn near everybody. So it's not like there's no confusion whenever I walk into an establishment. Like, it's not... For me, like you were saying, like I have locks, I have tattoos, my complexion is what it is. So they already know looking at me, oh, that's a black guy, that's a black guy. So I don't have that confusion. So I think my question now is how do we unify on that scale because we have all these little divisions creating this infighting. But like you said, if we're just infighting to, <laughs> if we're just infighting over how the white people look at us, how do we kind of negate all of that just so we be like, That's all a
2: right. perfect solution. Ready? Let me hear it. Get white people to define whiteness. Boom. <laughs> Get white people to define. Boom. See, is <laughs> the that power, real is real shit. The my, my shit just went. Poof. This is the power structure. Whiteness and the more melanin, the more further away you were from being a human being. Right. right. And this was closer to God and this was closer to the devil. Mm-hmm. Right. The same way our identities don't have any hold, any ground, Mm -hmm. neither does this. So for anyone to stop and talk about white supremacy, I first need you to define what whiteness is. Are you speaking melanin or are you speaking a culture? And it gets very funny in that conversation because now people are saying, wait, what is white culture? I don't know, you tell me.
0: Yeah, white people don't really have a culture for real.
2: Okay, so this is interesting. You have millions of people in a country who identify with an identity that when you ask all identities based on cultural practice right. that when you ask what is your culture, it can't really be defined. Very interesting. Mm. Which means the identity has no ground. So when they're challenging or we're challenging any structure based on race, it's a circular argument.
0: So what the fuck are we all chasing whiteness for or trying to combat whiteness when none of us right, can define it? Is
2: so old. I think this is one of the
0: because why right, because hold, hold on like now that i'm thinking about it right like we are trying to fight a system of whiteness right but like you said that doesn't really mean shit at the end of the day so our what the fuck are we fighting for
2: from? right and now we say we understand and if anybody wants to look at the root of that as a good reference look up bacon's rebellion all right bacon's rebellion and um, So that you understand this is the first time whiteness was used in law. Why whiteness was used in law, it was used to divide and conquer because there was the war between Indians, blacks, and whites trying to figure out who was the dominance of the land. It's really economy. Right? So if I'm gonna say, all right, where does blackness help you on paper? Not in identity. No, but it can. See, it does. Because this is the beauty about this whole uh it shoots itself in the foot.
0: Blackness shoots itself in the foot.
2: Racism okay. shoots itself in the foot. And if you know how to play it right and you understand what I'm talking about in regards from your humanity and law, jurisdiction, declaration, and then how you get to defend these things. How, so how does it shoot itself in the foot? Because now they have to include language that says you can't discriminate against another because of their race mm. which then led into affirmative action laws right, right, right. which then led into set aside laws which then led into hiring practices and how educational institutions brought people into the building and the fact that that power was given you know that the white power structure has been mad as hell mm-hmm. ever since that structure has been put in place but if you and me right now own a construction company and we go to Hudson County and we submit a bid for the construction of the new courthouse as a minority owned business they have to give us the work
0: just because of how the structure was because set.
2: We, Because they said it. See, y'all based y'all little thing on whatever y'all going to do, so we get to use it whenever it benefits. But in a lot of other places, whether it be an insurance, whether it be a, a mortgage application, whether it be a school application, whether it be... A, blackness does not help, neither does Hispaninity or Latinoness or brownness. Because what am I saying? I'm going to check this box when I know I live in a country that is visibly evident racism blatant all around us I'm going to check a box and tell you my race that's why on the census I checked every single one of the boxes because I have all of them according to my DNA literally every <laughs> single race is in me and then I checked other and I wrote human now what also oh, when y'all apply for an application that is for Native American people well, I checked it on the census Okay, so if, so
0: with the structure being built the way that it is Did they have to do it that way because we were because black people were so oppressed, we were being, you know, murdered and all types of shit in the street. Does it, is it because they had to, because if you're, if you're saying that, you know, racism shoots itself in the foot. And I agree with that because, you know, it, it, it backfires a lot of times if we didn't make the movements that we did to kind of fight for our equal rights, well, not even equal rights because them shits was civil. <laughs> we didn't even fight for equal rights. Right. We, we fought we for, fight
2: civ- for shit that was already declared. Right. We were supposed... 14th Amendment right. was already written yeah. back then. We, Why do we have to have a Voting right, Rights we, Act?
0: Well, we fought for civil rights. So, for them giving us that
2: pass, I guess. It, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to find... See, me. now, the, the thing is, uh, and I know where you're going with it, right? it, is... When I'm talking about identity and structure, mm-hmm. like I, we talked on the phone when I talked about the Indians uh, uh, in Indian Square and in Jer- in Jersey City having mm-hmm. their own bank. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Monticello and there's an empty-ass bank. Right. Right? Economy. Right. It was all based on economy. The f- Even blackness or, melan- or melanated skin being in the field was economy. Right? It was all always economy. So how do you... How do you navigate economy? That's the real question. Not identity, not law, because this is already declared. That's zero. That's the standing ground. Mm -hmm. Now what? Now we're saying economy. Now we're saying structure. Now what structures do we have in our own communities that allow us access to bigger economy? Mm -hmm. That's the real question, because now if you and me and him, were millionaires, I don't give a fuck what we look like, bro we walk into any of these rooms, they, sir, right away, right, right. right away, sir. Right,
0: right. That's a fact.
2: You know what I mean? It so green to... will always beat black, brown, and white. This is true. Right? And then how do we get the green? What structures need to be in place? Now, we say, oh, yeah, the structures out there limit us. Absolutely. But guess what? There's been plenty of examples of people that's have done it. There's enough examples in history that show us how to protect it.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. I say the same thing when we march we pro- we and protest. We've been marching and protesting forever. Mm-hmm. There's a science to that. Don't go out there thinking you could just do it. Somebody's going to get hurt. Right. Right? So, f- study what the ancestors did. It's already in front of us. They've already held these conversations about colorism. They've already held these conversations about class and racism since then. Now, who's dominated the academics behind it a lot of the time has not been the black and brown community. Mm-hmm a lot of these professors in those African-American studies departments were white Yeah, much power to them I like love the fact that they cared enough to go that that, that far even mm-hmm. to get a PhD mm-hmm. in the topic but when we talk about us now if I'm going up to them and I'm saying hey uh, we're abolishing slavery in New Jersey or we're abolishing slavery in the United States what do you mean um, slavery still legal what do you mean the 13th amendment says slavery and voluntary servitude is illegal except as punishment for a crime oh I, I wasn't aware of that Mm. So you are, what professor, what teacher, what anybody would stand up there and literally with a straight face, and this is what I'm talking about, the indoctrination of culture, because we were talking about Juneteenth last year, I'd already announced we're making a move against slavery, Mm -hmm. and people want to celebrate the end of slavery in Texas, which is not even the real story. Mm. They picture some bullshit, everybody latches on, the governor makes it a fucking holiday to go over the fact and oversee the fact that it's still legal. Then we're out here trying to make everybody aware that it is, and people are like, nah, y'all crazy. So, and it's funny to me, bro.
0: So, do you think we need to start looking at it from a more economic sense? Because just now that I'm thinking about it, everything does move on green. This country is built on green. So, if us as minorities start looking through the context of identity and culture through an economic sense, would that bring us the type of Progression that we're all, that we all say that we're looking for. See,
2: you know, I love the I love the way you phrase that question because it kind of answers itself if we look at it through the prison system. Okay. Because prison is a culture. Okay. Yeah, Jail is a culture. It has clothing. That's clothing that's it has clothing. talk. It has code. It has language. Right. So this is so a different. So world we world. have a culture mm-hmm. that we subscribe to that we participate in, but we it's uh, the 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 vocabulary term is simulacrum, a copy of a copy. You don't understand where it originally came from, so you live in this cloud about what it is, right? So because whether we're choosing to or not, they're still doing it. Guess what? Because not only do we participate in the drug economy that we don't control, that comes from the outside, we also participate in the prison economy, which go hand in hand, which also participates in the law enforcement economy because they enforce those laws to people behind bars who do so now if we take out of the 2.3 million people that are incarcerated in the United States, super heavy population of that being black and brown, how much money is made off of the community? The economy's already there. There is a monetary value per body per day. So if all these bodies make money, but it's behind the wall and the money goes towards all the different funnels of the system, police, prosecutors, judges, halfway houses, prison, states, federal, all the way down the line. 85 to 90% budgets of all these cities around us spend their money on this. We pay money, tax money, into that budget, our community, to incarcerate ourselves, to put ourselves as slaves, because we haven't fought the law. It's funny that Kanye said it and everybody got mad. Kanye said it. Oh, he said, you choose to be a slave. Right. And it's it's obscene. It's absurd to say something like that because slavery and oppression in the way that it worked. Right. But then again, we have people fighting it. We want to put Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill. She was one of the most powerful gangsters in this country's history. Speaking on understanding the mentality between a slave and not a slave. Right. Because even if you were a slave and I told you was a slave, you'd be so afraid to break from it as an identity. Right. Because now, even for the most part, slaves didn't understand that they were slaves. There wasn't an identity they subscribed to. So that our
0: identity is kind of keeping us beholden to this system
2: that keeps us in the circle. Exactly. It was created for this very, very reason. It's one of the biggest traps in this society. And it's so perfectly built and constructed that and people can't see it. It's right in our face. Right in our face. Every single day. And we can't see the way this money structure works. So if we can't see the way the money works, then we can't have conversations about organization because organization costs money. People need to eat, families need to live, people need to go to school, we need money. How do we get this money? How do we get access to those structures who claim that they do what they do, but never ask us money they come or they pretend to ask us, and then go do whatever the hell they want when, when they're at the table. So the economy question really has to do with financial intelligence, because that's a mentality, right? There was a thing on Oprah where they took a dude and they a homeless guy and they gave him $10,000 in an apartment and a month later, he was back on the street because they said it was a mentality. They have studies showing the physiology of the brain of people who live in poverty become hardwired and have to really struggle to learn how to break out of the mentality of $5 will last me till tomorrow. When you ask people who have money, or you make a comment like that, they think you're, 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 you 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 got to be kidding me. They don't understand. I talked about this yesterday. Somebody who has, somebody who has not, could never really have a conversation. It's two different worlds. Completely, completely. And I've had the blessing in my life of being of. And I I haven't. I've been in wealthy places. You know. I could imagine that there's probably more crazy shit out there of what I've seen. But to see this. And to see that, and then to see that, and especially when I went to ba- Cuba and Brazil. Like, I went to Cuba with the purpose of showing the Afro-Latino connection to get rid of this colorism argument. And when I got there, everybody was black. And they're singing. Ite ueri ueri, itte itte ueri ueri. At night. Every, it was literally the most beautiful experiences of my life. And when I came back, I was like, yo, shut the fuck up. Shut up, because everybody arguing colorism really don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You got to travel and see the world before you come back and start to get on that structure. Because when you see black people and you see Africaninity embedded and preserved and protected for over 500 years in the face of oppression. Shit, Cuba has civil wars. Cuba's been in war for how long? Yet the black people in that country, which is the majority of the population, still in a very real way um, um, protected the culture. So another thing I will say is how do you take idea and make it practice? Right? Because we could talk about philosophies and we can get into that. We know that we we can get further in progression when we align the philosophy to humanity. It's very easy. There's no mathematical science behind that. Humanity will get you there. Compassion, empathy will get you to get to the common neutral ground to where you got to go but how do we make those conversations real like so somebody said so then how do we overcome the the differences right because those conversations still sometimes need to be held so people become educated and i say we can organize around class but then sub-organize around other structures of identity that allow communication between groups so that we can overcome these struggles because People say, oh, I I, I don't like these these sort of comments when I hear everyone is biased. Everyone is a racist. No, no, absolutely not. Because then that meant that we would have always been that in, in the story of humanity. And that's impossible. That's impossible. There are millions of people around this world who live, will always live in the same physical geographic location with no experience of people from outside the world, from where they're at. We can't say that 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 is a commonality amongst all human beings on planet Earth. How do we? How do you narrow it down to where you're saying that identity becomes now practice, right? And but whether it be an organization or economic structure. See, I'm looking
0: at it like I I always felt like the approaching it from the economic angle would provide us with more progress because I feel the same way. I just feel like that the the conversations about colorism. Gender wars. I feel like all of that is just bullshit that just keeps us fighting with each other and we're not paying attention to the economic side, which will really, you know, help our community. But now, in this current climate, we're so tied to that. Like you have people fighting, damn near going to war over that identity. And so, how do we talk to these people? And essentially someone like Yo bro that's not that important When they
2: feel like No my identity is all I have yeah. Fuck all this other shit But again Your Habilitation Into your understanding Of who you are So If you don't know who you are And you only have one thing To hold on to Or two things to hold on to, And I'm challenging them Then you don't know What you're doing But now if you know Who you are And you know that You have the mobility no matter what, right? Even in the face of death, people get tortured to death and don't give up information. Think about that shit. The human mind can go that far. You can hold who you are even in torture and in the face of death, depending on on who you are as a human being. So how many options do I have in front of me for identity subscriptions? And when we go into academia, they got a thousand words. When you go on the street, there's a couple and we know and we know what they mean right on the street in code. We know what and you, we could go in academia. They don't know what the fuck we talking about. You go in academia. They go, bah, 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 bah. but when it comes to the real people, it can't be done because academia can only survive on that. Th- 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 th. That means money for that department. So I'm not going to if we're going to talk about the progression of racial equality. I said zero equals zero. Is that what we're going to say? Racial equality is race ain't nothing. So whiteness and brownness, if I'm going to try to see and talk about our equality, I know that your shit, they mean nothing and mine don't either. We already were equal when we walked in the room. Yeah, so what the fuck are you we don't got to talk about it. Now, And this is more for me like a, a, a more aggressive masculine approach because we, there also has to be the compassionate side of that when we're dealing with people practically. Now, I'm not going to say fuck your one identity. And if you don't know who you are, fuck you right because that's dismissive and that's going against what I'm... then i you know, my goal would to be to build with and get you to have a, a a stronger understanding of how you can ground your identity so that even when someone challenges it you don't feel right this how i explain this and it took me doing it with christianity and with being puerto rican christianity was the biggest thing i was i was super christian Bible every day, read all the time I was a Christian, somebody challenged my Christianity, I'd punch him in the face imagine that, right. imagine that what, what? this one man I follow that says to turn the other cheek, when somebody would have dissed this, i punched punch him in the face to war over people had billions of people have died over this so now if I don't understand that that has nothing, the, the word Christian has nothing to do with my relationship to God people use that word in all kinds of ugly ways all the time has nothing to do with God people will go to war about this one concept and not once bring up God because they know that if they did they'd moot their own arguments so I had to learn is it about being a Christian or is it about my relationship to God is it about manhood because we throw that a lot too or being a man or is it about manhood what the fuck is manhood what is that Who defines that? This moron motherfucker over here? Because he thinks he's masculine. But when he gets alone in a room with his girl, he turns into a little, oh, I love you, baby, you love me too. (laughs) Big ass motherfucker talking shit. When we go on the other side, again, your fluidity between being able to say, I can let go of identity. This is really Buddhist principle. Mm -hmm. uh, Where Buddha said, attachment leads to suffering. So I can be something, but I know that I don't have to be attached to being it. So do you
0: think our attachment is what kind of keeps us in this, again, circular
2: argument, that attachment? It's funny because it is the, uh, you know, how when you put in uh, your remote, the battery has to have the negative positive Mm -hmm. to create the circle. Mm -hmm. So we talk about the paradox of life in order to get the engine moving. Yes, we need the polarities, Mm -hmm. right? Because if there's no ugly without pretty, there's no up without down. You need both. You need both. They're going to exist. This is this physical realm. This is the laws of how it works. Right. And you're going, and how much can you consciously evolve from where you stand until you leave this physical plane?
0: So it's just about having people see more than what they identify yeah,
2: as. Yeah, because this is, you know, when you die, we when I, we die, people will call us black. People will call us Puerto Rican, but we ain't that no more. Right. So it so for that to be the end all or like or the main go-to of the conversation to me is a little weird because it's like I get it we we're, we're all in it I get I understand it but when we're talking leadership when we're talking organizing when we're talking liberation of the people we have to go a little bit above and beyond a little bit more creative why I said anyone can change their nationality meaning we could start some shit right now we can create an identity label right now, put all the meaning we want behind it, and when we affirm by it, it's not just an affirmation, and that's not just the word. It reverberates in my being. Right. If that word has pride in it, I'm going to stand different. I'm going to say it different. Right. If I have no, oh, uh, who, who are you? I don't know who I... You cower. Mm-hmm. Your tone goes lighter. You know what I mean? So how do we gain that power and confidence of saying and declaring who we are no matter what? Then we could talk. Because now I know I'm talking to someone who's not attached to that. Because it really at the end has nothing to do with that. It has to do with right now, full progression and gaining access to a world that is more abundant in its provision than there are people. That in the United States, we dump billions of dollars of food just so that other people can't eat it and we can keep the prices where they're at. They purposefully dump food. So So the idea of lack and poverty is another illusion.
0: Oh, I'm um, not to cut you off. I'm um, but see, I'm I'm with with that, right? With the having people see more than their identity. You know when we was on the phone and i asked you about kind of like the political movement and with like defunding the police right and you said something interesting that i don't hear often that you don't believe in defunding the police or you don't agree with the sentiment of it
2: it's not that i just think it's myopic i think it's short-sighted uh it's very specific and it's not at all, it's not all-encompassing, applicable to every area that's that might be suffering with the issue, mm-hmm. right? And I know that because I've traveled all over. New I've been all over the world. I've seen. I've been abused by police, and I've seen the shit. I've worked at uh, in preventing it. I've had conversations. We've already done all this stuff. I already know. It's almost like you get to the table, and sometimes you'll have going to have some people that are going to tell you, "I'm your enemy." Mm-hmm. Once you have that in front of you, what what do you do? Once you know you have a declared enemy in front of you So I met this this developer Who was having a mental breakdown Because he quit an agreement with a firm a into one of these inter- conglomerates That's here in Jersey City too Who started harassing him When he turned down the deal Because he found out that their goal was to kick Black and brown people out of Somerset, New Jersey right? and, and And now he's in his own heart As a Muslim he couldn't deal with that That was very eye opening for me I said, there are people up there with a lot of power who are literally feel this way and are out here doing this shit because that's how they feel. So nothing that we're saying matters anymore. Nothing that we're saying matters because the intent is now it's straight up evil, negative intent, negative action equals evil. And this is what's going on. So now there's evil in our face. There's structures of evil in our face. And it doesn't mean that, you know, some people turn around, oh, you think all all people should be uh, free from prison? No, but it's still a little weird to me that we're only 5% of the world's population, but 25% of the world's inmates and the land of the free. That's weird to me, right? Something else is going on there. And when you start to dig deep and you see the economy behind it, right? So now we're going to say here, how do we take the structures and how do we build the economy behind them? For any of the political activity going on, any of the demands have to lead to a up to money or discussion. What I'm saying about defund the police and it being limited is that you're looking at justice and law and enforcement of the law. You could be. Let's say we do defund Jersey City PD. You still got Hudson County Sheriff. You still got the Park Police. You still got uh, uh, Port Authority Police. National so if you Guard get pulled over by true. any of them, it ain't gonna be the same thing. What? Are you talking defund every single one of the departments? Nobody sat down and done the math. And some people say, well, fuck the math. Well, until so somebody's trying to rob you and who are you trying to call, right. don't be hypocritical either. Right. If you've called the police in your life, right. you shouldn't be protesting defund the police because that's what they use against you. It makes you look stupid in public. Mm-hmm. And this is what, Obama just said it. He just said, yo, y'all look like clowns saying that. They was on his ass. I, I know was they too. was on his ass, but he's, he's speaking the truth from their circles. The moment we went up, they started saying defund, and this is why, when you look at organization and protest and the subversive activity that occurs behind it, when you're looking at political activity, it's not what you're getting in front of you, especially not in the news. If anybody's done any community work and held an event or did a protest and saw how the news covered you and the shit always got some, like, three, four, five mistakes in it or saying things that you didn't even say... Uh then what are you really reading and what is really happening and what's really going on? When it comes to political movement, there is a Wizard of Oz. There are men behind the curtain, men and women, who make these decisions.
0: So do we need to expand our... Or does the the speech around the fund of police need to expand? Does it need to go deeper than just... Yeah, because it's
2: two arguments. One is public, one is private, right? So this is the public argument. This is public funds. Look at... It's not... It's not just defund the police. It's defund the whole fucking justice system. There's a huge amount of money being spent on from a cop forensics to detectives to. And I, love, I know a lot of brothers and sisters that are in the field. And this isn't any way a diss to that population or what they do. Just an understanding about money and how money's distributed and how efforts are distributed. It's a little absurd to me that millions and millions and millions of dollars are spent to. Well like I said When we say Raise police presence It ain't gonna be In the Heights And it ain't gonna be In downtown Jersey City On Grove Street You talking You just come out And say it The black community Come out and say it So you're gonna spend This much more money On salaries On these people To to stop crime When you know The crime comes from The not having And the poverty So you don't wanna Spend money in resolving The root of the problem The poverty You wanna spend On policing it That's oppression Where does this body have to go? And for anybody to understand the rage of black people, the rage of brown people in our communities, it's literally like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you can't go one way and you can't go the other. If you're going to have arguments about the funding of the justice system and public budgets and how those public budgets should be dispersed to the community versus independence and privatization of what we do. Like I said, if we us three were millionaires and we walked into a room, we'd have more power than an organization with 500 people who had no money. We have more power than a Facebook group. Right. How do we get there? And the private side again, as I was talking about the mentality of poverty, financial education to understand every single one of us should be like a million dollars. And when you say that, it should be like nothing. How do we get how do we get to talk like they talk? So we're not,
0: so the people who are screaming or supporting the front of police, they're not arguing for the right things.
2: Not, and not only that, you're not saying who should get, who's going to get the money. Because yeah, whoever we have right now, there are some beautiful brothers and sisters out there that are doing certain things. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of the grandfathered institutions that provide services, they, they if they work, we wouldn't be where we're at. Right? So... If you're going to take that money and now give them more money, more money is not going to necessarily equal more productivity. More money is not going to necessarily mean more outcome, right? So who's going to get the money? What structure do they have? And do they have the capacity and the support from the community to make sure that that service is run correctly and 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 is effective? Then we're having the proper conversation. If you take the money away from them and now it's on the table again, You're gonna have infighting. Oh, what did you do? Or we do this, or y'all do that, and you're never gonna get it to happen. And they know that. They know that. They've told me that. They already bank on it. So, of us having the infighting, yeah, they bank on it. Because that's exactly what happened here in Jersey City. That's exactly what happened. And I feel like these motherfuckers sit back and giggle their ass off. Because we did all this protesting and all this screaming and crying and every single demand that we've made that has been made at the table the opposite has happened so police got more funding ICE got a bigger contract so is that our fault or is that on them that's what I was talking about subversive activity because when we say our when who 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 destroyed the Black Panthers the
0: government my understanding. black
2: people destroyed the Black Panthers
0: hmm why you say that
2: because if government officials can be black hmm So when you look at what happened with COINTELPRO, Mm -hmm. if nobody's ever read about COINTELPRO, Mm -hmm. please go look at what that program was, please. That that program didn't just end. If you want to look at how it happened with Malcolm X, please watch Who Killed Malcolm X so that you see the agents themselves speaking on the brother that gave mouth-to-mouth to to brother Malcolm was an agent. So, So, So is he black? Is that dude black?
0: So we can't use, so is it the language then? We have to change the language. It can't be our, we have to come at it from a community standpoint.
2: And that's what I mean about practical. Because when we say community, now if I know it's you and me, you and me and him, you and me and her. And then more people are coming to the table, and as they're coming to the table, as more people start coming, you need standards. Right? Or right, who's coming to the table? Oh, I want to come in here and sell drugs. You can't come in here and sell drugs. Now we start to impose our own restrictions or who can belong to try to get the perfect group of people to get action to be done right that's what i mean about structure with vetting in that vetting process they insert themselves so while you might be speaking to a black or brown leader you really might be speaking to an agent
0: but how do we differentiate through those people you don't know Man, that shit sounds like ain't no fucking hope then, bro. Like, that shit. <laughs> there is hope. You
2: know, and I say this, bro. You gotta know how to ask the right questions. Mm. It, again, it's how you carry yourself. So, I know I'm from, the, I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up. My, I went to John Dewey High School. I took the train. And I don't have the school in the train. I, I got into mad arguments, fights, discussions, uh, beefs, et cetera, et cetera. Throughout the constant testing of growing up like that as a teenager, I came to a science uh, how if I'm going to encounter another man, how I can make that man feel afraid? And my look, and my stance, and the way that I speak, you can. I can maneuver my body in a way that would show that I have more power than you. There's a dope video on YouTube that they did on the Science Channel about alpha males. The one guy expressing himself to be the alpha male put his arms around two other dudes, take take a picture, and the two other dudes pose like this which they call the the fig leaf pose, which means to protect your genitals because you feel inferior. Didn't even know they did that in the picture. Right, so there's a science to, to how we engage. And once you learn that engagement now becomes different, like if somebody came out, and this happened mad times, that like they thought they was gonna rob me. They thought they would, they came up to me think as soon as they came to encounter me, it became a different story. You gonna rob me? You, you sure you're gonna go that route? Oh, shit. Oh, now they got to think about it. So for any intention is met with the opposite energy, your energy, your force field. That's why I said the most important thing is how you declare yourself, how you feel about yourself, because that energy carries on to other bodies. If somebody comes with a negative intention and yours is pure, you might dissipate them. Right. If somebody's coming in trying to spread lies, but you stand in truth, they're not going to be able to spread poison. Right. So the ethic and the code that needs to be held by the organizers is that much more of a higher standard, which is why the churches are more successful in these routes, which is why Dr. King could only been Dr. King because he was a reverend and all of the churches that came behind him. Why? Because they have a moral compass. They point to God. When the secular groups come together or or, or the atheist groups, and this is the argument that the red and the blue and the conservative liberals have. Is that they don't have a moral compass. They don't have a ground to stand on. But it doesn't mean we can't create one. It doesn't mean that our ancestors didn't have one. And we can't just reclaim what they were doing. We had a whole law. Their are laws are based on our laws. My yacht. Right? So if we already had codes to follow. It doesn't mean we can't pick it up. The codes that we have available to us. Especially to our young black and brown boys. That are getting fucked up and beat up. And killed and arrested and locked up at the race that they are. Is because they don't have and acts, they don't have as many more, much access points to identity. They're only being told, I had—I told you I had the kid from Curry's Woods. Yo, why are you trying to fight that kid? Cause, oh, cause he, he from Wilkinson, he from I'm from Curry Woods. Curry's Woods don't play that. I said, who's John Curry then? Oh, I don't know. Tell me what your identity is. He said, I don't know. I don't know what my identity is. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem that a 17 year old boy is telling me that. How did he go through the whole educational system at seventeen, and he's telling me he don't know who he is. So, <clears throat> which is why Angela McKnight's pushing for the reinforcement of the Amistad Act because if we had black and brown studies in our schools and our kids learned it, including white children, mm-hmm. they'd learn our humanity.
0: So you, so you feel like through, even though the words don't really mean anything as far as human, as far as identity, they all constructed still learning your history will propel you into learning your humanity?
2: Because when you learn your history, you learn that you are not just from one place. Mm. Every, almost every single one of us has some. Everybody go get your DNA test and go find out. You might be 99% from here, but 1% Scandinavian. You so know you what should, I mean? So or whatever, you should whatever use, that means. You should, use your,
0: you should use your identity to expand your humanity.
2: Exactly. Because okay. when I start to learn the more about my identity, like when I started learning the connection between the the establishment of Puerto Rican identity and Dominicans. See, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans always fought, but I learned that our history was always together, and the people that the real revolutionaries, the real fighters, they fought together. And when I learned you that, can do I could. Than n- you. I always thought that Dominicans as my brothers and my sisters. Maybe you need to hit the right? So when I learned who I was, I learned my connection to others, and it got rid of that. Oh, you're from here and I'm from there because at the end of the day, even as far, if I say you're from here, I said I still temporal, you're from here up until this year. But if you keep going back, you and me got the same family. You go far back enough in ancestry, we came from the same fucking people, right? So look at at world population in the year zero and look at the world population today. How did 7.5 billion people get to where they're at? They started with a few people. We all come from the same place. That's the reality of it. We want to taint that reality say, oh, no, but the identity is more important. No, 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 no. This is the ground. This is where we all come from. We all come here from this earth. We all came here on this earth for a reason, consciously, not just in the illusions of identity and all the things around us, but literally how we want to leave an imprint on this earth, right? And if my imprint on this earth means the imprint, meaning as many people as I can touch as possible, then I can't be thinking about identity. I have to think about people, and when you're providing for the people, and you put it in your possess, you you put yourself in a position of service. If anybody's done community service, and you put yourself there, and someone comes to you, if you're feeding the hungry, and a, and a person is white, are you gonna be like, do you think anything of it? No, you just, just give them food. Right. You don't say, oh look, a white person. Nah, that's a hungry person. You give them food, and it's funny that it is only is for the most part you have to see people in a position of need in order to recognize their humanity. Hmm. Or even for us to be in need, not just physically, emotionally, is that when we show our humanity.
0: So that's that's the journey of us trying to just get to the, using that identity just to get to our humanity. Now with your work in the prison system, how would you rate the success rate of getting inmates who, like you said, like don't know their identity? How are they learning to understand their identity, become better? humans so they don't go back into the system
2: yeah i mean sometimes like i'm, I'm running group and i'm having the, I'm talking just like this literally this is how we hold group right like same conversations everything we're talking about and to not just hear sometimes how intelligent some of these men and women are like some of the responses that i get i'm a professor i teach college students i'm around academics and sometimes i hear responses from them that blow my mind Sometimes I'll sit with someone and we're coaching and they tell me their life story and it blows my mind that sometimes you'll look at someone in that condition and you think that there's something to it, right? When when you really look behind them and around them, you understand for the most part where, where they're at. Now, I don't take away that they made a conscious decision, but I understand why they made it, especially for most of them that are addicted to drugs, because that's the biggest problem. I grew up with, with my dad being like that, right? I understood, right? And when I see them, I understand. And I understand that it has nothing to do with who they are. I understand that it is a sickness, a mental one, a spiritual one. They need, they're spiritually thirsty. So I'm in front of a group of people who are spiritually thirsty and you start to speak about spirit. Who does that? Preachers. And, and not even, they speak, usually when we see religious leaders, they're speaking about Jesus or Muhammad. They're speaking about another man, they're not speaking spirit. And when I talk about spirit and consciential evolution, they're like, what? Yeah, your consciousness, it evolves. It, it develops. You grow up. You mature. Oh, yeah. word? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so you're not you now. You're you a bunch of times. You remember you when you was 15? Remember you when you was 20? Yeah, remember you? Yeah, you evolve. You grow. And 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you're going to be a completely different person. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of things that people don't talk about. So while some people think these things are common sense, if no one's ever spoke to you about it, how would you know? So as I'm speaking with them, first, you can see people with, like have their realizations when we get into the conversations of race, which I think are really um, important in, in jail because jail culture is organized around race. It's really interesting. Can I have I had the ability to break it? Yes. Fully? No. Right. Because we 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 I understand why we need more than just being in that building and doing that. That's a that's a test too. When I send you out into the world, there's gonna be all these other different things that are gonna happen that are gonna challenge your, your notions. I explain to them all the time, use the test tube. I go, um um when they open the door buzzes, bam, and, and the new inmates come in with their, with their laundry bags and they walk in, right? And you see some of the cats, they walk in all hard and shit, right? So when you know you see somebody walking hard, you already know, they're probably scared, they probably not been locked up too much, they're probably not from around the area. When somebody's been locked up and knows the deal, they just just walking. Right, but when, the the fact that you think you have to do that didn't even come from you. Came from TV. They
0: programmed you to walk.
2: You that think way. because you watch so many jail, and prison shit. You right. think this is what it's supposed to be like. Right. They go in the building thinking they're supposed to act that way. Right. So I tell them all that when I went to go when I proposed to teach emotional literacy, uh, I got some pushback because they said that inmates need to develop uh, emotional barriers uh, to protect themselves in that environment. So I was like wait 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 excuse me So so that means these walls do something to you Being inside this building Does something to you Or you choose to do that Because you, you, you're you blowing my mind with what you're saying You're saying that they don't have potential To emotionally develop their intelligence That they should remain emotionally retarded So that they can survive in a jail Okay
0: and That's then they, the mentality And then they come out of jail with that same mentality And end up right back in jail
2: And it's It's so detrimental to who we are, the way we relate, our our, our love relationships, our our, uh, our kids. Mm -hmm. It's so destructive. Uh, It's to me, uh, like I've worked in a lot of different things in politics and the social arena, but like this, it's so deep. It's so dark. Mm -hmm. It's so rooted in what these people thought they were gonna have and they didn't, and they're still trying to live it out. Mm -hmm it's fucked up that a lot of us don't even know that's what's going on. That we have to infight fight before we get together to think to actually do something and a lot of times not even. Um, that we don't understand our economy so we can't move forward because we don't know what a million dollars is. That we're going to trust each other with a million dollars. That private contracts are called trusts. Right in the hood? You can't trust nobody no damn hood, right? So... If there's no trust, then how are we going to form private contracts? How can we up who we are as a community if we don't even understand the ability to enter these things? And that's what I mean. At the end, what I would say is how much of this can be helped through the education system? Snyder, Lincoln, Dickinson, Ferris have the ability, just like Tech uh, and all the other county ones who have... The fact that people ain't take the streets on this shit, does not I don't understand. In literally the same neighborhood, you have a building where the kids do well. As a matter of fact, no, no, no. Snyder. Innovations and Snyder. In the same fucking building. And when they were running that test, 51% of black boys dropped out of Snyder. (laughs) Snyder across the street from NJCU
0: literally across the street an for academic
2: well. institution full of intelligent professors professionals and students who sit in those classrooms to philosophically speak about the conditions of the kids across the street from them come on there's so much that can be done. It's whether we're going to get up and do it. That's another, I'm going to say, my final straw of what I would say in this. Because what I'm really getting at is we do do it. We do have the ability. We have done it. So it's not a defeatist conversation. It's just keeping it real. We're going to trek this mountain. If we're going to go to the top of the summit of this mountain, it's going to take 10, 12 hours of you walking. Of you climbing stuff. Of cactus and brushes and bushes around you. Yeah, it's going to suck. But when we get to the top of the mountain, the promised land, now we can start talking. Whatever obstacles are in front of us, as long as we're aware that they're there, now we can organize. But we're not going to walk around blind. We're not going to walk around acting like just because you got brown skin or black skin, you ain't a fucking agent trying to sabotage what we doing. That just because you black or brown and you got into a position of, of a legislative power, that you were really going to go up there to stand for the rights and the beliefs of the people. We're not duped no more. It's been too long of this happening. And no matter what anybody says, it's not gonna lead to that truth. But if now we understand we can organize around what we know we have and what we can do, and it literally just means communication, cooperation, and trust, and individual relationships. Get your family straight, right? For those of us that don't have amends with our family, start making amends with your family because when you look at the richest people in the world, you don't call them by name, you call them by last name and in order to break the economy of a community you break the family
0: Hmm. that's absolutely true well last point before we get out of here what are some of your goals moving forward give me give me two goals for you moving forward
2: all right i'm gonna combine one which is to get rid of any loopholes that lead to dehumanization and create the structures or help create the structures that will allow us to hold it accountable That's one. And the other is the institutionalization of cultural studies. That is what my agency, what I founded my company on cultural education to teach these kind of things, to bring into like real focus and discussion, to define these concepts that we speak of out loud, but never really sit down and talk about. Um, And that we learn our history and that our kids learn that the, the, in the seventies, the black Panthers took over the Brooklyn school board. They implemented Africana studies, drumming, African dress and tradition. They were saying prayers. They were doing all kinds of stuff. And those kids went from C average to A average. In Arizona, 2012, the institutions in Arizona were teaching Mexican studies. And in Mexicana studies, they were learning about how the white man took over fucking (laughs) all of their land. right? Right. So the kids hear this information and they're upset. So the white legislators said, no, we can't have our kids angry at white people. So they banned Mm. Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States. They created a list of censored books that were not allowed to be taught to you to learn the truth about their history. Those kids were at C averages when they were learning the truth about who they were now had eight averages. Why? Because now you have a sense of self. If I know who I am, I know where I come from, and I know where I'm going, when something's put in front of me, I, I know it's I, I'm i right. going to get it done. Right. Okay. But if I don't know, and you're giving me, you're telling me this is your future, young man, do these math problems, they don't want to hear that.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Uh, that's... Well, shit. That was a lot, man. God damn. But I, I do want to thank you. That was... You gave me a lot to think about, for real, for real. Um Shit, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> that shit was a lot. uh but in a, in a great way. In a great way. Like it, it would it helped kind of sharpen my perspective on certain things. Um, shout out your uh social media or where you're gonna be at. I know you travel all across the country and all that, so Shout out all that
2: out. Yeah, I'm Dennis Feebo, Guasabara Insights CEO, which means Warrior Insights. Uh, Health and Education Services, we're based out of Hudson County, New Jersey. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Dennis Feebo, um, or Guasabara Insights. Instagram is Brooklyn Bori, B-O-R-I for Boricua. Um, and we are also for the Armando 13th Movement, uh, which I hope everybody that hears this can please jump on board, call your legislator, educate your people that hopefully in November 2021, we'll hit the ballot and vote slavery and finally make it illegal in New Jersey. Um, we have our page, Amendment 13th NJ, on um, Facebook and Amendment 13th NJ on Instagram. Um, tomorrow is December 6th. It is the anniversary of the th- signing of the 13th Amendment. Um, on the 10th is Human Rights Day. So we're gonna have a a discussion slash a watch party of the 13th, Ava DuVernay's the 13th. If anybody hasn't seen it, uh, we're gonna stream it and then we're gonna have a discussion around the issue. Um, We are, I'm also part of, I'm the state, one of the state operations directors for the Abolish Slavery National Network, which is a conglomerate of states that are all working to either amend, their state constitution to remove the exception clause and finally end slavery or to add anti-slavery language to their state constitutions we're at abolish or the abolish slavery national network on facebook if you're interested in joining the movement i don't care what state you live in we got people there organizing we're right now at 16 states in the past three months and we got about 14 more to go that we will be in full so we also have the federal Uh, repeal and replace the 13th amendment, which is uh, sponsored by Senator Merkley out of Oregon and Senator Bernie Sanders as a co-sponsor. This would add language to the United States Constitution which would state that slavery is illegal, including as punishment for a crime. This would be the first time in U.S. history that slavery is finally over. When slavery, quote unquote, ended in 1860, December 6, 1865, 13th Amendment, it was part of the gradual abolition, meaning it was supposed to end little by little. But they got to that part of the step and left it as slavery could be held when convicted of a crime and left it like that ever since. We are the first anti-slavery society since 1865.
0: Well, y'all are doing great work, bro. Um, However, we can help. Please let us know. Um, spread that word, baby. Definitely Anybody. gonna spread the word. And um to everyone listening, I hope you learned something. Follow this man on everything. Um, because this all this at the end of the day, this is all our fight as humans. We all live in this country, so this is all of our fight, regardless if you want to believe it or not. So with that being said, in the meantime, in between time, uh follow the show on everything instagram for the stress underscore podcast you can follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash 4kj you can follow frankie on ig at frankie metals follow a celestial goddess on ig for your holistic healing you can follow at ivy's t-cone ig for your herbal needs you can follow at embrace naturally on ig for your hair care needs you can follow the dojo on ig at the dojo jc for your recording needs make sure y'all like rate review subscribe tell a friend and tell a motherfucking friend And um, humanity for the stress, cause we all in this fight together, beloved. We 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 gonna get together one way or another. Love y'all. See y'all next week. We out.
2: Maybe you need to hit the dojo, get some more practice.